Hello everyone, I'm Marcus Staples and this is Unpacking the Theology, the show that unpacks the reason behind the rhyme in Christian hip-hop. So we're in the final part of our Easter series, part 6 of 6. It's been quite a fun journey, and I'm glad that you could spend it with me and I could spend it with you. But we're just going to get right to it. On today's show, we will be unpacking Tripoli's song, War, from his album, The Good Life, put out by Reach Records. I chose it because it represents Christ's completed work and war terminology, something that we don't quite think of when we think of Christ's death on the cross. The whole track uses this metaphorical language, so uh, when you listen to it, be prepared for some pretty vivid imagery about the uh, the wins and losses of the battle that's being fought spiritually. So today's text comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to be reading verses 51 through 58. Here it goes. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and the mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immortal. Then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord Your labor is not in vain. See, guys, we have victory in Christ and his completed work on the cross. And Paul is pointing that out here. But let's break into the track so you can understand some context of why I chose this verse. See, to me, the first verse of the track sets the stage. It's the the prologue, if you would. As the second verse presents the most important part of the track. Verse 1 is a metaphor for the state that the Old Testament world is in. There was death, there was decay, sin was rampant, immorality was the standard. No one lived according to God, and everyone went his own way. And this was the state of God's chosen people, let alone the world on the outside. See, even they had it twisted in ways to elevate man and his righteousness rather than God and his appointed righteousness that he wrote in the law. But by the end of the verse, Tripp is quick to remind us that God has not left his promises unfulfilled. More specifically, his promise of redemption. That leads us to the second verse. The second verse, like I just mentioned, is the main point of the song, and it explains the fulfillment of that promise, of God sending his son to the battlefield. It's the rise of the son as he comes and joins the war. But then, some friendly fire that'd be an allusion to Judas Iscariot, wounds Jesus, and the enemy takes advantage of it and strikes him down. So the enemy thinks they've struck a deafening blow, that their victory is assured now, 
because they have won and they have killed the sun on the battlefield, and therefore victory is imminent. However, they don't know that it's all part of the plan. See, the main point of Christ's death was that he was defeating death. All of this was to free us from death's grip. Go read the lyrics and see how Tripp spells it out. I think he does a pretty good job of putting it in such terms that make it really feel like a live battle on a battlefield. The final verse acts as an epilogue, and it contains the imperatives. That's our $10 theological word of the day. Things we are to do in light of the events of Christ's death and resurrection. Tripp is reminding us not to trust in what we see around us and get discouraged. The sickness and death and sin and depravity that's in the world today, that doesn't seem to have an end in sight. For Christ is biding his time in his return, for our sake, the sake of the elect. He has the victory, and so do we. If you want more, you can see Second Peter chapter 3. Paul, as well, encourages us to stay strong in Ephesians 6. So stand strong in the faith, knowing that the battle is a spiritual one. And let's take Paul's advice. He says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Christ is coming back in power and in glory, and in the meantime we are to wait for that day in patience and in long-suffering. See, Christ's first coming was only part of the salvation plan. It was him taking the keys of victory and winning the war. However, there are still battles that need to be fought. The question really is, whose side are you on? Are you on the side of victory, the side of Christ? Or are you with his enemies? Only you can answer that question. But I encourage you, choose life, choose forgiveness, choose Christ. Now that concludes our Easter series. I thank you very much for joining us. If you're interested, you can find the entire series on our website, along with a link to purchase Tripoli's album, The Good Life. You can find that at unpackingthetheology.wordpress.com. And if you have any songs you would like us to unpack, please leave a note in the comments section or use the link to find us on Google+. We hope you can join us for our next unpack. Thank you and God bless.